In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we celebrate All Saints every year, and I think every year it's helpful to remember what we mean when we say the word saint. Because mostly we think of the title of saint in a distorted way, I believe. Because when we say the word saint, we often think of hierarchy. And this is what we love to do. We love to rank people. We love to rank Christians within a hierarchy. We love ranking people. This past week, the college football playoff rankings came out, if you pay any attention to that. And the way that works is that they gather a group of college administrators and retired coaches, and they sit in a room together, and then they talk about which four college football teams most deserve to be in the playoffs. So they look at the quality of each team's wins. They supposedly watch the games to see how teams have performed and so on. And then they sort things out. They rank them. They have debates about which team is most deserving. Well, sometimes we like to do this with Christians in the church, too. We like to rank them. Who's really holy in this congregation? Let's sort people out by how often they come to church, by how generous they are, by how kind they are. And then we can ding them in the rankings if they use too much profanity, if they have a questionable past, they don't volunteer enough, and so on. We love to fall into the temptation of ranking things, and especially ranking people. And so we tend to fall into this tendency to think of a saint as someone who's high up on the rankings, someone who has a noticeable amount of holiness, someone near the top. We tend to think of saints as the Christians who are like Ohio State or Georgia or that team up north or Florida State. Right? These are the impressive ones. These are the extraordinary Christians. But of course, we must not think of the word saint like that. And that's what our reading from 1 John this morning is going to show us. Because a saint is a person who clings to the promises of God and therefore has a hope greater than the world can offer. A saint is made not by extraordinary holy living, not by extraordinary morals, but a saint is made by God's promise to them alone. And so we look at 1 John chapter 3, and verse 1 says, See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. And then in verse 2, he emphasizes again, we are God's children now. And do we hear that word to us? We are God's children now. That's a present declaration. It's a statement of fact. We are God's children right now. And when we use the word saint, that's what we mean. To be a saint is to be God's child right now. And our identity as God's children doesn't come from our external behaviors. It's not because we deserve a high ranking in the church. Rather, 1 John 3, 1 says it comes straight from God's love. The apostle writes, See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. Our identities as God's children are begotten out of God's love for us. And so we are called children of God because God loves us. It's not a conditional relationship. Once you are someone's child, you are their child forever. That identity does not change. Parents, you know this. 
You know that your children can embarrass you. They can make you mad. They can do things that make you ashamed of them. They can refuse to talk to you and so on. But you cannot escape the truth that your child is your child no matter what they do. That identity is not based on behavior. It's not a ranking. It's not as if parents get to go out into a world full of young people and they get to choose which ones impress them the most and call them their children. No, your children are your children. And so God in his love makes us his children. This is exactly what happens to us at our baptisms. God gives us his name. He marks us with his name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that marking, that name forever identifies us as his children. We are given that promise that we are his children now and forever. And John will say that God has proved this love to us through the cross of Christ. Because it was there, God said our sin would no longer be a barrier to being his children. God sent Christ to bear our sins away from us. Christ took them. And it was at the cross that God was acting out of love for us. Because there at the cross, he declared that nothing will stand in the way of us being his children. Nothing, not sin, not death, not the devil, nothing. And so when God says that we are his children, he means it. It's a declaration of fact. And a saint is a child of God by God's very own promise. And that's a sure promise. And we know it's a sure promise because it's a promise that God has secured for us through Christ on the cross. And so we have this promise that we who trust and hold on and grasp to God's promises are saints in this world. But it's often the case that these identities as children of God are hidden from the world. Right? The world will look at the church and not believe that there is anything unique about a baptized Christian. John says it like this. John says, the world does not know us. And this is often the remark you will hear from people outside the church. Right? They say things like, I don't need to go to church to be a good person. Or, I know that the church is full of hypocrites. They'll say, the church is full of people who are thinking that they're better than me. And these critical remarks make an important point. Because the fact is, the church is full of sinners. And the world does not understand how we can sit here as sinners and claim to be children of God. It does not understand how I can look out at all of you and call you saints. Because the world knows that you are not really an extraordinarily holy person, right? The world knows you make mistakes. The world knows that you sin. The world knows you have issues. The world knows that your families have just as many problems as their families and so on. And so what do we say to that? And this is what 1 John really helps us to see. Because we're not saints, because we're extraordinarily holy people. Instead, we are saints because God has made a promise to us. We have a promise from God that though the world does not know us, he knows us. And we have a promise from God that though the world doesn't see it, he sees it. And this is the promise given to us in our baptism. And now we hope and we pray that the world will see us as loving people. We want to be those who love one another. We want and we hope that the world will know us by our love. 
And that's what we want to happen. But we, we don't want to get the order of things wrong. Because we're made saints first by having faith in God's word to us. That's our identity. That's at the root of it. And that identity is not conditional based on being holy. And so our identity is often confusing. It confuses the world, and sometimes it even confuses us. Because the world will look at us and have its doubts. Right? How are these people really God's children? It's far-fetched. But in the present, our identity is simultaneous because we are sinners. But God has promised that we're also saints. By his word, he declares us his children. But in this mortal life, we still have the sinful flesh clinging to us. We still have hearts that do not entirely fear, love, and trust God above all else. We are indeed sinners. And so right now, as God's children, we are both sinner and saint. And our sainthood is often hidden from the world. And it's hidden because it's precisely given to us in word and sacrament. It's given to us in God's declaration. It's given to us in baptism. It's given, given to us in holy communion. And so the world doesn't see it. But John says there's coming a day when there will be no doubt about our identities. There'll be no questions. There's coming a day when the whole world will see it. The apostle writes, what we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And you see there another promise. It's a promise which says that when Christ comes together, all the saints, all of his children, there will be only one united holy people. We will no longer be sinners and saints. We will be only saints. Our identities as God's children will be fully known and understood by us and by everyone else because what is hidden from the world will be fully revealed. There'll be no question. In 2016, my wife and I moved to Lima and we bought a house. And in fact, we bought a 100-year-old house that sat on the market for months and months uh, because it was in a neighborhood we wanted. It had a nice yard. It had its charms. But that house sat on the market because the inside of it was ugly. No one wanted it. And so being young and optimistic and energetic and probably naive, we bought that house and we got to work. And so we pulled out the old dusty gray carpet that everyone saw, right? And we revealed the original hardwood floors that were there. We scraped off the 50-year-old wallpaper that nobody wanted to deal with. And for weeks, we worked on wallpaper and scraped and repainted we put down new flooring in the kitchen, we cleaned up the landscaping, we put in new light fixtures, put in some new windows, and so on. And it became clear that the house was something more than old wallpaper and carpet. There was a reality underneath all of it, all of the undesirable characteristics that the world saw, they were thrown away. And so when we sold the house, we had more offers than we could have imagined because people saw the house for what it really was. That's not a perfect illustration, but it is like the promise that God gives to his saints. Because there's coming a day when all the undesirable parts of you will be cast off. What is now partly hidden from view, hidden from the world, and even hidden from yourself, that you are truly a child of God, will be completely revealed to you.
And that's the life of a saint. You live in the present reality of God's promises with the hope of knowing that these promises will be fully revealed. And when Christ returns, you and I will be gathered together with all the saints, with all the saints of all times, all places, with all of those who have preceded us in death, and together we'll joyfully know God's love in its fullness, and joyfully we will know each other fully as God's children. Amen.